This is the Ryder and Lisa Replay. Brought to you by Action Furnace. Fixed right or it's free. So you won't have to deal with the word ducking anymore, according to uh, Apple. That's like when you try to use one of the most versatile and awesome words in the English language, and it changes it to ducking automatically, and then you look like an idiot. What if I'm actually texting someone about how I had to duck out of the way? Yeah, I was trying to think about that, and I was like, oh, if somebody threw a ball at someone else's head and you wanted to say to them, hey, it would be a great idea if you were ducking if right now. ducking, and then if it, if it autocorrected to the F word... Yeah. Is that going to become... No. None of us are using the word ducking enough. Also, nobody texts anybody while a ball is flying at someone else's head in hopes that they'll see the text and then react. You're right. So okay. It's just some autocorrects. I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, what's the we are? Like We're. We're and were. It constantly confuses that in my phone, and I feel dumb when that happens. But I get that both of those words are often used in the English language. Never forget. The time that I went to try and write aww to a guy that I was courting and it autocorrected to A and W. I was like, sorry, I really like team burgers. So he like sent a picture and you just wrote back A and W? Yeah, I went to go aww and he was like A and W in all caps. <laughs> Needless to say, it didn't work out. No, I guess not. But you did get some A&W, I bet. I mean, it was on my mind. As soon as places like that end up on your mind, like, Dude. no doubt I'm stopping a day now. Yesterday, when we went on and on and on about the purple milkshakes that are coming to McDonald's in the States, of course, it took everything. I'm not joking, Ryder. After I came to visit your daughter's softball game last night, mm -hmm. I took a left turn instead of a right. I went to the McDonald's, but the line was too long, so I went home. I like it was on my did you go no Ryder I didn't but I was going to ask her my daughter on the way home from ball I knew it if I she wanted it. a quick cheeseburger Ryder, I swear to God I was gonna text you and be like I know you're gonna stop at McDonald's can you get me a cheeseburger yeah yeah uh and then I or she her grandparents are watching her right now because oh. her mom and stepdad are on vacation. So I was dropping her off at the house, and I thought that they would think that I'm... Bad parent. Yeah, not the best parent, that I'm giving her a cheeseburger at 9.30 at <laughs> night. Right? Like dropping her off with McDonald's. Nice work, Dad. So we both had that... We almost caved. Yeah, and it all all because of an autocorrect originally for you with one that A&W. A&W, yeah. My worst one, I've told this story on the show before, but if you're new... I think you'll feel my embarrassment that I hold on to still for this one. Because this was with the celebrity. Yeah. So he, Corblund, was in town. Chuck got stuck. How's it go? Yeah. The four got stuck in the dodge got stuck when the dodge got stuck in the Yep. He was in town, and I know he's a poker player because I had played poker with him before. And I was getting an afternoon game together on the weekend. Because we were all going to go to Corblon that night. And so you just already had his phone number or what? No, I asked the, the music rep. Oh. I think I was introducing him that night on con at concert. Okay. At concert. So I sent um, a group text out to 15 guys, including Corblon. Wow, I bet you felt so cool in that moment. And it auto-corrected from, hey, who wants to come over to my house and play poker this afternoon? To, hey, who wants to come over to my house and play naked this afternoon? And he wrote back and said, I don't know who you are, but please lose my number. 
Oof. Yeah, it was it was a rough one for me. And then I like at that point you can't be like I meant to say poker. I just like never brought it up with him. Never that talked night. to. Him. Did you ever talk to him again? No, no, no. That's it. That was our full relationship. Well, him and I had had an actual relationship. You didn't. Yeah, we did. No. Corblund made a pass at me. He wrote me on Twitter once. Well, actually, here's what actually happened. So I went to the concert at Commonwealth for the Fort Mac fires because I love to support anything that's raising money for something like that. Plus, I'm a huge Nickelback fan, but we don't need to get into that. And then Corblon was on stage and I had a couple beers in me. I also didn't have my glasses on and I was like, dang, Corblon is looking good. So I tweeted that. And then he responded at like 2 a.m., but in a DM. And he was like, what are you doing? I don't actually think Lisa. he said that. I think he said... Um, I feel like you're making this No, I'm so. serious. Okay. Okay, I don't think he said, what are you doing? But he said, thanks for the tweet. And I was like, I think he wants me. <laughs> That's way different. Well, not hey, really. what are you doing? And hey, thanks for the support. Or Whatever. different tweets. Corblund. Why isn't it in my DMs anymore? Exactly. Uh, maybe exactly. I, I might have dreamt that. <laughs> Uh, we want to talk autocorrect fails. Yes. So my last name is Weidenhammer, very German. Um, and when I was setting up my new iPad, it autocorrected my last name from Weidenhammer to Weird Enhancer. <laughs> Weird Enhancer. <laughs> I like it. That would have confused some people. <laughs> 780-784-7107. Get at us. Play 107, it's Ryder and Lisa. We are talking about autocorrect fails in celebration of the fact that they're getting rid of the ducking <laughs> autocorrect. Joanne says, I texted my husband to tell him I was going to be home soon, but was just going to stop and get some Pringles first. <laughs> it autocorrected Pringles to pregnant. Oh, just gonna funny. That's funny. Just gonna stop and get pregnant. <laughs> Jessalyn wrote in saying, "My friend was texting me once about what I wanted for her Christmas gift, and it autocorrected to Christmas pimp." <laughs> yeah, there was another pimp one as well that yes. I read. I was texting a friend my salsa recipe, says Brittany, and it autocorrected jalapenos to jail pimps. <laughs> yes. And then Lisa, great name, by the way. One uh, happened to me the other day. She said, "I was texting my friend trying to say I biked all the way to work yesterday." But my autocorrect always changes bike to bone. So I said I boned all the way to work yesterday. <laughs> the response I got was the wide eye emoji. Keep them rolling in. What do you got? So I ran a day home and I was texting one of the parents. And my chihuahua's name is Peanut. And it texted Peanut instead of Peanut. Um, so the text just kind of went like, we're going to go to the park. And it said penis in there, and I almost died. Like, it was mortifying. We're going to go to the park. We're bringing Play my, with penis. We're bringing <laughs> penis with us. Shoot me now. Yeah. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. And I love this one from Nikki that just rolled in. Thanks to all of our 6am Listener Club members that contribute to the show. You're all the best. I spoiled myself. Ended up coming out as I soiled myself. <laughs> <laughs> It's 2009. It was a big announcement. Huge announcement. The Valley Line LRT expansion would head into Mill Woods and connect the southeast portion of the city to the rest of Edmonton. Yeah, awesome. Bonnie Dune stop as well. Woo! Now, it's funny to us because we're now asking you, what has happened in your life since 2009? And the LRT is still not done. Because of the pillars, 
and the cracking in the foundation. Yes. They're not putting passengers on it, but they are testing the train. And yeah, they been... Well, they have like sandbags in all the seats because they're testing the weight as okay, well. Okay, interesting. Yeah. They have been testing now, though, for, I don't know, nine months probably? Like, the crappy part for me is I have a right turn onto a road on my commute to work. Yeah. And it used to just be you could turn right on the red. It was smooth sailing. Now I have to wait for the green light to turn red because I go over the tracks. And uh, sometimes when they're testing it, it doesn't go as planned. And my commute has went from... Now, this is going to sound like a serious first world problem, but about seven minutes was my commute, eight minutes maybe, to... 15, 16 minutes some mornings. Like, that's it. Well, it's hard for you because you don't have an awesome morning show to listen to. Nobody's on air yet. Nobody's up at 4 a.m., yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, lots has happened since 2009. Yes, lots has happened. Um, there are people that were excited about this expansion because they lived near Bonnie Dune. They lived in Millwoods. They don't live there anymore. They have moved probably six times. Well, and I read a story about a lady who is quite upset because she lives very close to the tracks. And she said, yeah, they're a little noisy and it's annoying. But just knowing there's no passengers on it. And Makes it worse. It's just testing too much. It's just bags of sand. Chelsea wrote in saying, what's happened since 2009? My entire adult life. I turned 18. We got one text saying, married, three kids, moved a couple times. This one's going to hurt. My daughter started kindergarten, is now graduated from high school for almost a year now. Like, I could have <laughs> built the Valley Line LRT with my bare hands and bricks. Ryder, that's not true. You can't even hang a picture. No, okay, but some people could have built the LRT line with their bare hands by now. 2009, <laughs> Barack Obama was inaugurated. Wow. Uh, Michael Jackson passed away. That feels like a lifetime ago. I remember the day I found out about it. Yeah. Uh, yep. The planning for the Vancouver Olympics. They were planning LRT lines in Vancouver at the time, like the Canada line, that was getting done in time for the Olympics in 2010. And it was up and running. And they go underground. R wrote in saying, I started university. I finished university. I started it again. I finished it again. I got married <laughs> and I had two kids and I've been working for my career for eight years. LOL. Get it done. And I, you know what? I feel bad for anybody involved in the planning that, you know, it was out of their pay grade potentially to make the decisions that were made that held this thing off for so long. Imagine like there are a lot of people that put in a lot of work into that thing and were very proud of it. And then they're like, oh, yeah, what? What do you mean the pillars are cracking? Well, that, that wasn't their job. What if? Yeah. Do you think the person knows person whose fault it is yeah probably. did you know that the leaning tower pisa was not supposed to be leaning that was someone's mistake whoops oh that's what we could have done maybe the leaning tower of pillars <laughs> uh sydney crosby was just young in the nhl at that point won yeah. his first stanley cup 2009 construction started in spring 2016 Remember, you were so excited when you moved into the area and you're in like, the spring oh my gosh. Of 2017, yeah. You were like, yes, I could take the LRT to the uh, Euler games, mm -hmm. to the Elk games. By the time it's done. I won't be able to. You won't be able to go out. You'll be going to bed at 7 p.m. at that age. Won't be able to walk the stairs at Commonwealth, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> we are talking dad vice today. And uh, somebody that contributes is going to win tickets to the Dad's Day Comedy Brunch, which is shaken down at Pure Casino Yellowhead uh, next Sunday. All of our dads were the same in a, in the sense where 
they would say, we're not heating the neighborhood, right? Mm. Like you close the door behind you properly. You turn lights off when you leave the rooms that you're in. And it has been ingrained in me. Like if I see somebody leave a room and the light is still on, Mm -hmm. it, it takes everything for me to not be like, really? Yeah. As soon as you start paying bills, you like start to understand. You get it. Where they were coming from. Yeah. Uh, the best, I think the like the day after day advice that I got that is con- I'm constantly reminded of was when I was uh, discussing with my mom just how I was going to be able to uh, make my child support payments happen. And just it was a bit of a challenge. Like they're, you know, that's money going out every month. And my dad from two rooms over could hear us discussing it. And he just yells, shut up and pay it. What would you rather spend your money on? And it was such a good reminder. And every time I pay it now, it feels like I'm paying, you know, for the blessing that I have to have this wonderful kid in my life. So, like, it completely turned around. And he said it in such a dad way that it wasn't kind. (laughs) It was blunt and quite rude. But it really did, like, would I rather have a flashy new car or have an amazing relationship with my daughter that I get to contribute to emotionally and financially. And all of a sudden it just kind of makes sense. So if anybody out there stresses about those child support payments and, Oh, I wonder what you're doing with my money yeah, we'll type just, attitude. We'll just, give uh, Mikey your phone number. Yeah, my dad can call you personally and yell at you if you'd like. Tracy wrote <laughs> in saying the advice from my dad. Again, we're asking you for the vet, the best dad advice you've gotten from a father figure in your world. Mm-hmm. Because we want to hook someone up with some tickets to go see some awesome comedy. Tracy said he always told me to never go anywhere with a dirty car. He said your vehicle is a reflection of you, so make it count. I clean my car all mm. the time. That's a very good piece of advice, too. And reminds me that I need to wash my car. I don't even know if I can see a reflection of me in my car at this point. Yeah, there's just like bird poop everywhere, <laughs> which is a great reflection of you in your don't. life. Uh, Jen wrote in saying, do it right the first time. Yeah. Re- rest in peace, Dad. Cute. 780-784-7107. What do you got? When I was a kid, I used to have really bad nightmares. Um, he would come into my room and tell me to spin around twice, bang my head on the wall three times, and I should be going to sleep, no problem. Did it work? It did, yes. <laughs> it did. I love that you can tell he just made that up on the spot. <laughs> he, he totally did. I think I think what he was going for was maybe, like, knock myself out, but... Or just distract you. I do this with my daughter where I call it the reset button, and when I can just tell that she's in a mood or when we're... Having a conflict, her and I, and the reset button <laughs> just means change everything immediately. Do something ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, uh, you'll like if she's mad at you, you'll start just like dancing or yeah. doing yeah. something <laughs> ridiculous. That's perfect. What's your name? Yeah. Sorry, your phone's breaking up a bit here. Yeah, we, your uh... phone sucks. Get a new phone okay, and then yeah. call us more. <laughs> okay. See you Bye. later. <laughs> All right, what do you got for us? Uh, um, pretty much. When I was younger, he uh, he taught me that uh, you always have something to sell if you ever get in a bind, basically. That's a good piece of advice. Always have something to sell if you get in a bind. Mm-hmm. Don't sell your phone either, your Bluetooth. It's not working great either. Yeah, it's 2023. Like, if we're going to be having these new Apple products... Mm-hmm. Can you make a phone that works properly? Can you, can you make one that works <laughs> and is also safe while driving? Thank you very much. Uh, but that's a, that's a good point, having something... 
that you can sell if times get tough or, you know, rainy day fun, but for an item. Don't ask me to try and sell it. Still trying to sell that TV stand that I posted three months ago. Dude, I get messages every single day. Is this still available? And I write back, yes, I beg of you. Pick it up. But you're seeming too desperate. $1,000. It's Ryder and Lisa's 1K Wordplay. All right, we want to give away 1000 bucks. Yeah, it's, a, it's long overdue. So we have caller seven on the phone, Chris is ready to win some money. Ryder, do you want to break down how the 1K wordplay works for those who are listening for the first time? All right, so Chris is going to pick a teammate, whoever he thinks he lines up with mentally better, myself or Lisa. Or choose according to which person he thinks chooses better words. I guess, yeah. You never know. And then that teammate that he chooses will uh, leave the room. We'll give Chris five words with a 25-second timer and then invite the teammate back in who hasn't heard anything to do the same game. For every word that matches, it's 25 bucks. Hit them all, and it's 1000 okay? Sounds good. Hey. I, I could almost wrap that now. I've yeah, said that so many times. Well, it's been over a year. Well over, yeah. Well over a year. Okay, Chris, who is your teammate this morning? I'm going to go with Ryder, please. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to wait for him to completely leave the studio. And then I will start your 25-second timer, Chris, right after I say the first word. Good luck. Sounds good. Thank you. What comes to your mind when I say the word crunchy? Can you repeat it for you? Crunchy. Chips. Chair. Sit. Bubble. Blow. Disco. Uh, that was a disco? Disco. Ball. Splash. Toilet. Nice. Great work. And you still had four seconds left. Come back in, Ryder. I don't know why, but my heart was beating so fast. <laughs> Like, I'm more nervous than Chris was. Okay, Ryder, are you ready? Yes. What comes to your mind when I say crunchy? Uh, crunchy. Peanut butter? What? Chips. Number one answer on the board. You think? Absolutely. I guess we'll find out based on the text line. So we're not winning a grand this morning, but we could win 100 bucks. What comes to your mind when I say chair? Sit. Correct. Disco. Dance. Ball. Oh. Bubble. Blow. Yes. All right. Dang, I thought for sure you were going to say pop. Good job. Last but not least, we've got 50 bucks. Let's send them home with 75. What comes to mind when I say splash? I know what the first word that came to mind was. I'm going to say water. Toilet. Oh, my first word was mountain. Splash mountain. Oh, that's weird. That's not too weird. Oh, yeah. Hey, you won 50 bucks. Congratulations, Chris. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for for playing. playing. Your next chance tomorrow morning at 7.50. Peanut butter was a good answer for crunchy. No, it wasn't. It was a terrible answer. It wasn't a terrible answer. I bet 0% of our listeners said peanut butter. Let's find out. Everyone text in. What did you say when I said crunchy? And also tell Lisa, text in with your least favorite thing about Lisa, her personality, whatever.
Do you have an apology? Yeah, I do. Uh, we got about 400 texts saying that when I said the word crunchy, people were yelling at their radio saying peanut butter, which is two words. But I mean, I feel like we've done that before where ice cream was the answer and we still gave them the 25 sure. bucks or whatever. But because um, technically... Yeah. It's one thing. Yeah, that's fair. So I would like to apologize because in my mind, I'm like, nobody else, nobody else is saying yeah, you peanut call, butter I believe you called me stupid no, for I saying didn't. peanut butter. I think you called me a... Ryder, I would never do that. A complete dumbass who should run away, I think is how you worded it. Okay, so, you're being a little bit dramatic, but thank you to everyone that texted in proving me wrong. And you have another apology as well to Chris. Yes, so Chris was the one that played 1K Wordplay. He actually misheard my last word. I try really hard to pronounce, like, Mm -hmm. enunciate them properly because I know with the timer in the background, it's kind of difficult. But he thought I said flush, and that's why he said toilet, but I said splash, and he said toilet. So off air, he's like, I'm kind of embarrassed with what I said because it sounds (laughs) so much funnier. (laughs) No, splash Splash. (laughs) or toilet is so good because it still kind of works but it's also kind of disgusting at the same time so i'm really sorry to chris about that absolutely putting that on our podcast today so it's gonna live on forever (laughs) i'm just gonna play the audio because it breaks down the story we want to talk about that is getting a lot of attention right now people are pretty torn on this i just saw people magazine posted about it as well so it's viral viral Cat Stickler is the TikTok account's name. I think I actually follow her. She's pretty good on TikTok. Bear with the voice. It's that voiceover that makes them sound like a cartoon character. That's right. Which, <laughs> I th- is that just because people don't like hearing their own voice? That's why this has gained so much popularity, maybe? Maybe. You've never had that problem. What do you mean by that? Hating hearing your own voice. <laughs> you talk a lot. It was a joke about you talking a lot, okay? I know that, but I really wanted to make you uncomfortable, and it worked. Yeah, you did make me uncomfortable. Nailed it. And you made all our listeners go, hmm, is he being mean to her today? Oh, that writer's rude. Pass it on. It's not true. Don't pass that on. Okay, so here's the story. This is a question. Am I entitled, or was this messed up? MK and I were at the park in my neighborhood, and it was us and this birthday group, right? Literally just us and this birthday group. These kids are having their birthday party. MK's playing them for, like, what, half an hour? They're making friends. It was nice. It was actually very cute. Time to sing happy birthday. MK goes over. She's one of the group right now, right? They're welcoming her with open arms. Or so I thought. I was wrong. Time to eat cake. I see MK. I see her intention of grabbing a piece of cake. So I, like, walk over to make sure it's okay. As a formality, honestly, I was like, obviously it's okay. It's cake. It's a massive cake. There's lots of leftover pieces. The mother takes the plate away from MK and gets down to her level, says, you cannot eat this cake, okay? This is not your birthday party. These are not your friend. Where's your mother? Whew. Okay. So they've been hanging out the whole time. I mean... Dang. What what a question. 780-784-7107. Where are you at? I would rather not give the child a cake because I do not know if the child have allergy or not. And I don't want to be responsible for the child. That's fair. That's fair. But the mom's right there. The mom's right there. The mom's giving the green light. Yeah, I think there there are a lot of different angles at this and there's a lot at play. I think if I was in a parenting situation like that, and I saw it starting to happen, I'd make sure I beat my kid. Pardon me. Whoa, what? Well, I would, no. (laughs) Okay, reword that. I would get to the circle faster than my kid. Got it. I would beat my kid there and uh, ask the parents if it's cool before my kid had to have that interaction. Like, I'd say, like, hey, uh, 
is it is it okay if we join you for happy birthday? My kid loves singing. And then like, yeah, okay. And it's How okay. How embarrassing though if they cake. were like, no, you're weird. Go away. But yeah. you're right. You save the embarrassment of the kid. Tiffany wrote in saying no. The kid is not part of the birthday party. They should not be expected to join in and eat the party food. Parents usually only prepare for enough for the children invited. I wouldn't want random kids trying to sneak snacks and drinks. I would be asking them where their parents are. It is different if you have leftovers when the party is done. Yeah. That seems a little ruthless, though, doesn't it? Like, I would, if I was the parent that had the birthday party and there was one kid there that's been playing with all the other kids, of course I'm offering cake. There are so many of our listeners that are writing in saying, life is short, eat the cake. Mm -hmm. You share the cake. If it's a Costco cake, you know there's going to be leftovers. You don't want to be bringing all of those leftover slices home anyway. Yeah, even if I had party bags designated for each of the kids at the party, Mm. I would probably talk to the kid I knew best and say, hey, there's this new kid that has just joined in. I got a deal for you. I'm going to make you the coolest prize bag ever if you will give your bag to this new kid. Just so that person wasn't left out. And then I'd hook up, you know, a kid I knew better with... uh, I'd probably just give him 20 bucks. Melanie wrote in saying, we have 20 pieces of cake and 21 kids. You're going to start splitting the damn pieces. Jeez. See, there's such a difference between parents that are like, you know, you're going to spread the love, give some cake to the, but it's the kneeling down and taking the cake away. That's like, whoa. And also the right at the end, there's one little line that uh, gets slipped in here. I want to replay that really I did not like before you get into that mary's text is such a valid point feed the kid maybe they've never been to a birthday maybe they have no friends maybe this will literally make their life 100 percent. yeah it just does seem like a selfish mom move to pull the cake slice away like what are you doing especially if the mom who's documenting this is saying like i saw the cake there were so many slices left yeah yeah but this part is what set me off you cannot eat this cake okay this is not your birthday party. These are not your friends. Where's These are not your friends. Like, you can you imagine saying that to a kid who's just trying to play? You're gatekeeping your kid's friends? Uh, weird move. Really weird yeah, move. Yeah. So the person who sucks the most in this situation, the mom of the other birthday, birthday party. Yeah, the birthday kid's mom. And then even, I think, the mom of the kid that wandered over not handling that situation first and making sure it was cool is a bit of a fail. Like, well, maybe not a fail, because in her mind, she's watching them all playing together. There's the birthday, happy birthday. Yeah. You would just assume they're going to get a slice of cake. I don't know, whatever. I, I know one thing for sure. I want some cake. No, I know one thing for sure. I would be weaseling my way in there. Like, I, <laughs> like, I see that there's the half cake. a cake left. Can I have some? Even after the kid gets shut down, is the parent being like, okay, so I know you said no to my kid, but can I have a slice? Yeah. I think if you're having a birthday party in a public place, you should anticipate that kids are going to make friends with other kids and maybe give them a piece of cake like it's a piece of cake. Yeah, and if the mom was unsure about allergies, she could have just said to the child, hey, maybe you should just go ask your mom if it's okay if you have a piece of cake. And then when the kid goes over to talk to the mom, you pack up the entire birthday and run. Yeah, apparently. Right? We're not giving that kid cake. Let's go, guys. Grab your presents. I think in my, if I were the parent that had the kid who got denied, I would just go buy my own kid an entire deep and delicious cake. Yeah. I'd say, give her. Or even go one step further and like, 
hire a petting zoo. Oh, last minute company, while the birthday's still on. And some fireworks. Yes. And then don't allow the, like, the other kids anywhere near it. Be like, sorry, no petting. But no, it would this isn't only your be, party. It would only be the mom of the birthday kid that wasn't allowed in. You take the birthday kid too, and you'd one up Ooh. the mom's birthday. So, sorry, plans. mom, no petting the donkey. Not for you. Yeah, you're not allowed in. This isn't your party. These you don't aren't even your go friends. Here. <laughs> she doesn't even go here. Is what I would say. As hard as it is to tell that kid who came up to the birthday party that doesn't belong that sorry, this isn't your party. I would have said it may be nicer. Like you weren't in. I don't know. You're not invited to this birthday. You kind of have to start telling kids no, because I don't know. The generation coming up so entitled. If you let that kid have cake, he's going to think he can do whatever he wants and get whatever he wants. And no one's going to tell him no. Yeah. I mean, interesting perspective for sure. There's a lesson to be learned either way. When when you see a kid trying to fit in with other kids, though, I think that's a moment that is, you know, they're pretty vulnerable. And maybe you save that tough lesson for when you get home. Like, hey, the next time we're at a birthday party, don't just line up for cake and hope that they're listening to you while eating the cake. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe the birthday mom should have known to offer it first. Yeah. Clearly. And, you know, someone else made a valid point. Maybe the mom wasn't paying attention. I mean, she is in charge of a kid's birthday party. You don't see that that kid's been hanging around with the other kids for extra time. You, you think just... they just showed up out of nowhere, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you tried to do with my kid when you took her to the trampoline park. Yeah. So this is a perfect example. I was like, Charlie, go get a slice of cake. There's 20 kids over there. They're not going to know that you aren't actually part of the birthday. That's a Costco-sized cake. There's going to be leftovers. Like, you were setting her up for failure in that situation. Because no, the other no, kids no, no. are going to be like, Have you met who your daughter? are you? No, she's so slick. We got away with it. And she would have just, just started crying. I'm just kidding. We didn't actually do that. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> I did love the text where it's like, you're a kid. Like, kids make friends in 30 seconds. That's the beauty of being a kid. True. It's the best. I wish I could do that as an adult, but I'd be such a weirdo if I just, like, sat down... With the table of women at a mm. bar or something, they'd be like, go away. Tiffany brings up a very valid point of uh, something that just recently happened at a party she was at. Okay. I was at a birthday party in a park. I'm friends with the parents who hosted. There was this one kid who got a popsicle. The dad of the party let it slide, even though he didn't know, know who the kid was. We laughed a bit about it. Then this kid started telling all the other children at the park that he got a popsicle and where to go to get them. Yes. And a bunch of random kids started rolling through. So the parents definitely had to fend off all the other randoms uh, so that there was enough for the kids that were actually there. Again, parents usually pack enough for the kids included in the birthday party. Yeah. If there are leftovers, it would be fine for one or two kids if they wanted to join in, but not the entire park, LOL. But then Catherine who listens to our show from Fort Saskatchewan said, this is what you get for having a birthday in an open public area, like a park Mm -hmm. rookie. (laughs) So the rookie is really giving the vibes of Catherine has been there. Rookie, You have to bring like 50 extra popsicles. Right. Otherwise, like, what are you doing? Handing out popsicles. Of course, there's going to be other kids that love popsicles around. What? I don't even know it's a birthday party. They just think everyone's getting a popsicle. Yeah. What a little badass that gets a free popsicle then goes and tells everyone where they got it from. That eh? sound, that's definitely giving vibes of you as a kid. Yeah, I, I could see myself doing that. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, time for Throwback Throwdown. We each pick a song. You determine which one you want to hear more and then text us and let us know. We uh, 
Calculate the votes, and the winning song will play in roughly three minutes. I'm going with Weezer and Beverly Hills today. Jam. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So good. I'm going to go with Jesse McCartney this morning, but not the one you'd think. Not Beautiful Soul today. Okay. We're, we're going with Leaving. Whoa! Did I hit a note? A little songbird just came flying out of there. I just feel like that is a song that is so fun to sing along to. Yeah. And puts you in a great mood. Both of them do. So I think it's going to be a tight race this morning. Get your vote on right now. Your new karaoke track, maybe. Well, Ryder, I told you yesterday I've been practicing singing at home. It's good for the heart. Yeah. You, you actually... Read that somewhere? Somebody told you that you're an acupuncturist or something? Yeah, I went and got acupuncture and she was feeling my heartbeat. And she was like, you used to do theater, right? Like we knew each other from school way back. Okay. And I was like, yeah. She's like, when's the last time you like sang? I was like, oh, it's been years. She's like, you should sing more. And then I looked into the research on that and it's so good for your heart and your lungs. So everybody should be dedicating some time to sing. So vote for Jesse McCartney and then we'll all sing together. Well, not together, but no, no. you'll be you, in your car. You can people. sing Beverly Hills, too, yeah, if you vote for that. Yeah. Jerry, the chairman of the Spirit of Edmonton's Grey Cup Committee, uh, on the phone with us. You guys have a big tailgate party before every Elks home game, including on Sunday for the home opener. Tell us about it. Yeah, you know, first of all, thanks so much for having me on. It's, uh, like I say, it's, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Um, the, the Spirit of Edmonton has been running the tailgate for about five years now outside of Commonwealth Stadium, and a lot of people really don't know it's there yet. Well, this year it's bigger and better than ever. The tailgate is located on the west side of Commonwealth Stadium in between the stadium and Santa Maria Goretti Italian Church. This year, I think there's about 200 tailgaters out there having a great time, but um, at our tailgate, we set up, we have a big stage, we have live entertainment. A band from Edmonton called Tallboy, they've been around the scene for a couple of years now, uh, will be playing on uh, Sunday. We open up at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and go right till kickoff, which is at 5. You know, it's going to just be a great night, like I say, a great afternoon, live entertainment, the weather's supposed to be perfect. And everything is free at tailgate when you come to the Spirit of Edmonton side. Everybody loves sharing. And we have great sponsors. I tell Canadian Meats are providing us with Italian sausages this year. And uh, we have Stanichi's Kubi Burgers. We've got the live music, and our friends from Molson's are always there to help us out. So uh, it's a great time for everybody. No ticket needed, and it's all ages. Oh, that is so sick. That is so fun. Y- you sold me about 15 times over about why I should show up to that. I have a question for you, Jerry. Yeah, please. Now, I have a buddy who purchased a stall. Are there still stalls available for anyone listening that would be interested in having a spot to tailgate before the show, before the games? Well, I know they they increased it from 100 last year to 200 this year. And the last, when I talked to the Elks, because we're not affiliated with the Elks, we run as a volunteer organization, okay. kind of arm, arms distance. So I'm not sure if they have any left. So okay. the best bet would be to call the gang at the Elks office and find out. But if they don't have a spot, you guys are welcome just to hang out with us for the whole afternoon. Awesome. That sounds amazing. I'm going to be heading down there. I'm the uh, in-game host this year, but I got to be there 90 minutes before kickoff. If my math is correct, I'll have time for one of those sausages. <laughs> so you've got 30 minutes to come and enjoy. <laughs>
<laughs> what we offer. And just look for the big spirit of Edmonton tent. Uh, like I say, we're right out front. There's a big stage there. Uh, again, um, Edmonton's tall boy uh, playing live from 3 to 5. And we go right till kickoff. And uh, they also doing a lot of good stuff with the kids' zone at the Clark Park. And uh, it's Canadian Armed Forces Appreciation Night. And I was told that you got to look up high in the sky before kickoff because there might be some jets flying over. Yes, a good flyover. I'm so excited. And it's going to be a rival game, one of the best ways to kick off the season against the Rough Riders. So thank you so much for joining us. We're very excited to check it out. Well, thanks again for supporting us and, and having me on. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. The Rider and Lisa Replay. Brought to you by Action Furnace. Fixed right or it's free. Play 107.